0: Today with Clare Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years, cashandcarrykitchens.ie
1: email todaycb at rte.ie. It really is any parent's worst nightmare. A friend of your child comes over for a playdate and an accident happens. One that you are blamed for. It's the premise of The Playdate. It's the debut novel of author and doctor Clara Dillon and I'm delighted to say that Clara is here with me in the studio. Clara, you're very welcome. Morning Clara, thanks for having me. Not at all and congratulations on the book. There's a bit of a buzz around this which is great to hear Um, and for any parent who knows about playdates, a little bit chilling when you start it, and then you get involved in the story and you cannot put it down. Um, the inspiration for this, tell us where it came from the playdate part of the book, because you yourself have experienced playdates.
0: Uh, I have experienced uh, many a play date at this stage and there is always that fear as one mother said to me bad enough if something happens to your own child it's almost worse if it's someone else's because then you've got that phone call to make which every parent would dread and under any circumstances it would be absolutely horrific to have to tell a parent that something has happened to their child on your watch but that I, I was sort of looking to write a novel. I knew I wanted to write something and I had already thought that that it would be interesting to set. I like the idea of setting a sort of a domestic noir, the the cozy suburban life but with darkness lurking underneath. I liked reading those sort of novels and I thought that the school gate would be a good backdrop for such a novel. And then I was, on a play- I was hosting a play date one day and a child almost ran out into the road in front of a car. Um, fortunately, they didn't and um, everything was fine. But I was thinking, oh gosh, imagine having to make that phone call. And then I started to think, yeah, imagine and having to make that phone call and where could that go if... Mm-hmm there had already been some degree of darkness or tension lurking with a backdrop of the school gate. And yeah. the idea just popped into my head it's then. I just thought, there you go. That's
1: it chills everybody yeah. to think about it. Now, I mentioned yeah. you're you're a doctor and yes. um it, it's, a, it's an unusual combination, really, to be a fiction novelist and a practising uh, doctor, you know, working in the medical field. You're doing both, are you? Um I'm doing
0: both. Well, I, I, I did this one. I'm still working. Um I've always been interested in writing and reading. I've always loved it. Um when you're training as a doctor you do obviously the nights and then you've got exams as well as work and then I finished all that and fully qualified became a consultant and my hours are more controlled but then I had small children so then that was another 10 years gone in the bin um, but they're older now and they're you know they're off doing their own thing a lot now and um, they've done, one has just started secondary school so I do have large chunks of time available now that I didn't have and I had this idea of building up for the last couple of years and, and uh it just flew out of flew onto the page. Really. So the
1: novel was waiting in the long grass for you. It was you. waiting in waiting there in the wings. Yeah. Uh, I, I exactly. mean <clears throat> becoming a parent and navigating that world of of play dates, it can be really tricky the school politics the relationships with the other parents it can be a bit of a a shock to the system because it's an unknown world until you're in the middle of it. Did you find that yourself?
0: So, we have good family supports in the area, and the children have been living here since they were babies and have had have, have friendships since they were babies. But I know that for many people, um, and when I was doing some research for this novel, I went online a lot and looked at chat, lo- chat forums. And, and I know that for many people, especially if they're a little bit isolated socially, if they've just moved to a new area, um, if they're depending on the school gate for friendships, and more crucially, if their child is having difficulty making friends, that the school gate can be a source of great anxiety to women who maybe don't have fantastic social skills or they're a little bit isolated or their child doesn't have fantastic social skills. Every conversation can be a little bit loaded. You're desperate to break in, make friends, because you feel that if you're not succeeding at making some friends at the school gate when your child is small, then you're letting down your child. So it's politics, but with the added stress of you having to do, having to get this right for your child's mm. sake. And I do feel that for many women, this is, a, this is a genuine thing, even though other women find the school gate a source of friendship and support. It can be a source of anxiety, I think, for
1: many women. Because we should explain to people, Sarah is English and she comes home with her S- Irish husband to live in Dublin.
0: Yes, Sarah is isolated. She's moved for her husband's job to live in Dublin Um and she uh, doesn't have these social supports, and her child is an anxious little thing. Sarah is a sort of person who take, you know, normally she would. She's she's been used to working for years. She's not used to being a stay-at-home mum, but she gives up her job to move to Ireland for her husband's job. So she is a stay-at-home mum. And as she as she says herself, you know, um, she's a little bit more isolated. She doesn't have her work colleagues, her usual friends. She um, realizes that her daughter is struggling to make friends, and she has to roll her sleeves up and get in there with the mums. But it doesn't necessarily come naturally to to her um, she's pushing it at a faster pace than she normally would if it was just herself, because a year is no time at all for an adult to make friends, but it's a long time in the in the life life of a child. Mm. So she's pushing things at a fast, and she ends up making these awkward mistakes, and she ends up inadvertently offending the toxic or the difficult school mum, the mum of the most popular child in Lexi's class, and then she ends up making things a lot worse for her child, or she feels that she's ended up making things a lot worse because now the the the, the popular child is bullying Lexi, which is why she ends up setting up the play date, she invites the popular child over to Lexi's house to play, hoping it can make things better, but she ends up making things a whole lot worse.
1: And then her husband, Sarah's husband, um, he's a bit of a baby man and he thinks that he's running rings around his wife. I don't want to give anything away, but he mightn't be as clever as he thinks. Let's leave it at that. I thought there was a definite link to how he is as an adult and how his mother still continues to treat him and may have treated him when he was a child.
0: I, I think the mother-in-law, um, I've, you know, there are some scenes where where I sort of thought that I was writing a scene where, the, you know, the, the mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationship is difficult um, and she's only interested in her son and in her grandchild. She's not really interested in her daughter-in-law. But I, I I wasn't unsympathetic towards her. I mean, certainly Sarah's husband is a little bit selfish. He's away a lot with his work and he is another reason why she's quite isolated because she's here in Ireland now not knowing anybody and he's off travelling a lot. And again, she feels unsupported. And there's a little bit of tension between her and her mother-in-law. But um, I don't actually feel it's her fault that he's the way he is. You don't I blame I, the mother-in-law? I, I don't. I think he's a little bit selfish to everybody in his life. Mm. Um And, uh, you know, we hope that he'll improve um, as things settle down. But at the moment, he's travelling a lot. It's all about him. He's got Sarah to move to Ireland for his job, but now he's never here. So she's navigating all of this on her own. He doesn't fully support her when she feels that Lexi is struggling a little bit at school and needs extra help. He's dismissive of this and leaves it all up to her and... um, yeah, I, I feel, I, I don't mm, that's feel that just it's him. his mum's fault. I think it's him.
1: There yeah. was another uh, interesting scene that I that I loved when Sarah goes back to London to see her friends for a weekend and she finds them all very career focused, very much, you know, all this sharp elbow stuff uh, when they go out for a night and draws a contrast between that and maybe the softer side of the social scene in Dublin, even though it's not uh, in the book, without its drawbacks. Is that your experience as well, having lived in both places? Thank <laughs>
0: you. Um, I feel that um, London is a city full of young, um, motivated, dynamic, hardworking people, certainly central London. I know there's lots of areas and um, zones three and onwards where more, more perfectly ordinary people live um, happy lives but um, or unhappy as the case may be. But I think central London, the centre of one of the, the world's most foremost international cities, obviously you're going to get a lot of very highly successful people. And I do feel it was my experience that when people I knew in London began to um, settle down and have small children, that they began to move out London. So Sarah's experience of seeing her friends leave London and move out was what resonated with me. And it was what made allowed her to make the decision to move to Ireland once they had Lexi, even though she didn't know anyone in Ireland, she was willing to give it a chance. And she wants to settle in Ireland. She wants her daughter to be happy here. But there's this... A couple of just difficult mums who are making that difficult for it to happen Mm -hmm. and blocking this, which again goes back to the school gate politics in the play date and how difficult they can be for a newcomer and how toxic they can be.
1: Would you say the fact that Ireland is maybe a little more uh, clicky, a little more personal uh, in terms of social relationships, is that better or worse than London? What's preferable?
0: I'm not. Um, I'm, I'm not. I have no experience of the school gate in London, but certainly looking online tells me that these. Um, it is not more. It would. It would not be easier in London to break into a school gate community. Um, I think a lot of people stick to who they know from when their children were babies, or they can stick to their friends from outside school. Nobody's deliberately trying to exclude anybody at the school gate. But when you've already made your friends, you've been living there for several years. Um, and then a newcomer comes along um, they can settle in quickly if they're very socially confident, but they're, if they're a little bit shy or if their child is shy, it can take a longer time to settle in. And for some mums, this can feel very, very loaded um, if they're if they're a little bit isolated. And I don't think that ma- I don't think it matters where you live. I think the difference for Sarah is that she assumed coming to Ireland that it would be very easy to make friends and easy for her sensitive little daughter to make friends. And she realises that this isn't necessarily going to happen. There's a couple of difficult mums who seem to be in the way, and then her child starts to be bullied. And this is when Sarah becomes desperate and sets up this disastrous play date. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and there's more, but we can't reveal more because because then we would reveal too much but I can say that it's an absolute page turner and it's really interesting to hear that it was sitting there waiting for you to write for so long so what does that mean about your future as an author your future in medicine have you thought about those big questions yet or do you just put this out into the world and see what happens
0: I'll put it out into the world and I'll see what happens I do have a few more ideas I will continue to write but I'll I'll also continue to work as a doctor now that the children are older you know I, I do have time outside of work now my work is more predictable I know what days I'm working and what days I have free time and mm-hmm. I don't see the time issue as being a problem. Um, so hopefully I will have some more ideas in time. I have a few bubbling away and in a similar genre,
1: but we'll see. And you were always interested in reading and in writing. Was yes. that a little struggle in your head as you were coming up to decide what you were going to do with your life? You know, did you have two paths and you chose medicine? I um, I come from a very medical family. it was always on the cards I
0: flirted with the idea of becoming a journalist um, Ah. because I do like writing but I think a journalist has to be I think you have to be quite a strong character to be a journalist you need to be able to get in there and meet everybody in the room know who's who be able to chat to anybody that probably doesn't fit so much with my personality that 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 very very social ability to get in there and network um, I mm. quickly realised that journalism probably wouldn't be for me and that medicine would actually probably suit me better So, so.
1: how does it feel now then uh, saying what you just have having to promote a book and put yourself out there do you find that difficult? Well
0: my daughter is very jealous um, <laughs> she told me last night um, but surely the reason I wrote the book was to get on the radio and I said no no it's the other <laughs> way around <laughs> she, I she a, would love to be sitting here where I am Would she? Well would.
1: maybe she'll take the, yes, the journalism yes. career option This listener is living Living in a rural area for 15 years, my children have been attending a local school for six years. I struggle daily to fit in because the locals are very clannish and don't go out of their way to let you in. It's very lonely, and that's that's a, a sad thing to hear, isn't it? That that's what's happening.
0: It is. And when I'm pr- when I'm promoting this book and and Sarah's struggles at the, at the school gate, I didn't want to come straight in and say, "Oh, the school gate is a hotbed of toxicity," because I feel that would alienate some readers who say, "Oh, for goodness' sake, the school gate is is perfectly fine. You drop your child." And you go, but as this listener has just pointed out, and as I've seen online and heard many, many stories, it can be very difficult for a lot more women than you think, Mm -hmm. especially when they feel, as I've said, that their ability to socialise with the mothers is what will help their child to make friends. So you have that double feeling of, am I letting my child down if I'm not able to get in there to these these clan, clans or cliques who've known each other for years. Clara,
1: it's been a pleasure uh, to meet you and I wish you every success with the book. As I said, there is a great buzz around it, understandably, and I wish I could tell our listeners more, but if I do, I'll ruin it, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> it's called The Playdate. It's out now. It's published by Sandy Cove and it's available in all good bookshops. Very best of luck, Clara, and thank you so much. Let's Thanks take a break. Much, Text 51551 today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.